Hello and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week, we're going to go meet a prophet. His name is Jacob with a K. Jake? Jacob with a K Cub. and prophet with an F. Mm, I think he's a prophet with a PH. But before we get started, <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. how was your week? Um, Busy. It was a holiday Very week busy. because holiday we are... Recording in advance, so yes, by the time been. you hear this, we'll have yeah. been through the the holiday known as American Thanksgiving. American Protestant Thanksgiving. American Protestant Thanksgiving. Do the Catholics um, well, celebrate was, a different the Catholics day? Did their first Thanksgiving. Do they do it two Catholic. weeks later, like the Orthodox do no. Easter? But yes, there was a Thanksgiving ceremony, as we read for our other podcast, mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit earlier that was carried out in St. Augustine, Florida. But it was a Catholic Yes, but what we're celebrating is... Protestant Thanksgiving. Actually, um, just the, I don't think... You keep saying it is a religious holiday, but I... I have heard so much lately that validates that, but again... Right. Yeah. The, the right would like everything to be a religious holiday, and I would like nothing to be a religious holiday, so that's where well, I'm I at. would like religious holidays to be religious holidays. I mean, you need a Christian Christmas and a, a, a Muslim Ramadan and... High holy days for everybody, but I don't think that it should be forced on other people who don't believe in those but things. But can I have a secular sec, can I have a secular Christmas? You can have a secular Christmas. Where I get you a stocking? Because most <laughs> most of the time Christmas is pretty secular anyhow, so yeah. we can all celebrate Christmas together, only I might go to church at some point. It's not safe yet. Yeah, I might stay in the way back with a mask on. Okay. I bet we could find a mask on. Well, I bet just, we could watch like, the Vatican Mass. A Godzilla mask? At home. Um, <laughs> yes, we can watch the Vatican Mass at home. That would be fun. Okay. So, Hi, yes. everyone. How was your week? Uh, it was good. There's going to be some travel between now and now and the time that yes. this release. Is, be careful and enjoy yourself. Every two weeks, I'm driving a long way for the next foreseeable future. And then, uh, for a long time. By like a long time, I mean like six weeks. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, hopefully, safe and sane is how my that would be week the best. Has gone. All right, you want to get into this episode? Sure, I want to get into this episode. It's so cheerful. I have to. Yeah, this is a bummer of an episode. I mean, it's a good episode. It's, it's good. Bummer six seven. This is not a. Um, this is not a particularly cheery program. No, I think. And there's at least one real tragedy every episode. Every episode. Whether it's, you know, yeah. misshapen baby or, oh, misshapen you know. baby. Um, I do have to come clean. I do have to come clean. Okay. Remember last week when I said I was going to listen to Jerusalem's lot? Oh, tell me. What happened? I didn't. Oh, my God. It's because there wasn't enough time. And also today's been a whole week inside of one day and I didn't have time. I started it last night, but then it put me to sleep. Um, yes, it was a... I, I had only 40 minutes of awake times, but yes. it was an hour and a half. I actually did listen to it because I'm responsible. But um, You had already listened to it before I even knew it was a thing. Well, yes, because I found out I really, wanted to, I really wanted to compare the story to the uh, TV series. Yeah, and I still do want to do that. Mm-hmm. But we will be doing it next time. Well, we will be doing it by the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> It might make more sense to discuss it all the way at the end so that we know what the comparative that could, that could work. differences yes. are. My goal is to listen to it by this weekend. Okay. But my goal is also to listen to it by today. So 
you know. Goals move. Goals do. Mm-hmm. Goal, the goalposts. It chiefs. It chiefs. So we're not going to do that today, but we okay. will talk about this episode. This episode wherein we do meet the prophet Jacob. You don't think he's a prophet. Uh, he's a prophet of something. Yeah. But there's a, a we'll, we'll talk about this too. There's a very contradictory story about the religiosity or the, the theology of these people, which is really interesting. Yes, but yes. We'll discuss that when we come to it. Yes. So we start with a Fleischbeck, a Fleischbeck, another Fleischbeck, as these episodes. Say New Zealand. I, apparently, I just decided I went, right. I wanted to get Kiwi for a second. We're starting these episodes with very brief flashbacks that have uh, a lot of punch to them. Mm -hmm. So this flashback is even older than the previous silence flashback. This flashback is to 1780. Y'all, I think I said 1870 in the last episode, and I am sorry. Our current story with Charles Boone takes place in 1850. Mm -hmm. All the stuff with silence has taken place in the late 1700s. So this one takes place in 1780, wherein silence and a couple of dudes who totally have her back. I don't know who they are. They don't have names. Uh, go to a church uh, where people are fleeing fr- from from whence from whence people are fleeing. And she goes in and she sees her father, James Boone. Stab, 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 stabbing. He stabs so many times, and she yells at him to stop, and we see that there are four bodies on the floor. He has cut his face in the same manner that we have seen Charles cut his face mentally, mm-hmm. but he has done it in actuality. Okay. And uh, Silence yells at her to, him to stop, tells him to drop the, the the knife, and he says, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save all of you and before the world ends. And then he comes at her with a knife. She's pretty brave. She does stand her ground. She gets relatively close, or he gets relatively close to close her. Close to her, which is surprising. And she's like, drop the knife, drop the knife, drop the knife. And I'm mm. like, you need to do more than that. And then, of course, she doesn't, but her two uh, gentlemen friends with guns do. They do, in fact, fire upon James, and they do, in fact, kill him. And that is five dead in a church. So that's awesome. It's the worst Christmas service ever. And this church is a church that is in Jerusalem's lot. Okay. Which is a neighboring town to Preacher's Corners. It is a different town. Which means that I don't think Chapel Way is the house. I don't know. It's not the Marsden house. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. But maybe Mm. it is. Maybe Jerusalem's lot grew out to incorporate Preacher's Corners. What happened? Because what... A long distances when all you have to get to a place is a horse is different than what a long distance is when what you have to get to a place is a vehicle. Mm. So it's the same thing as your version of walking distance and my version of walking distance. They're not equal. They don't mean the same thing. Those terms mean nothing. I have a friend who during her rambles in Montana could easily cover 20 miles a day. Yeah. This is so far yeah. outside of... My frame of experience. Right. Well, when I was a child, yeah. every day my father took my sister and I from the ages of, I think, about three to about nine. Mm-hmm. Any day we were not in school, we did a 5.6 mile loop. If you asked me to walk 5.6 miles today, 
I would punch you in your face. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think I got all my walking done when I was, you know, before I was 10. Right. <laughs> I'm and then you're just now. good. You're, you're, I'm good. I'm all set over here. I got my steps in. I became Thanks. an adult. I got an automobile. Yeah. Walking is for kids. Oh, I didn't get an automobile even until I was 35. So, you yeah. were thinking of environmentally sound. So, James Small Boone, purpose. James Boone, not James Boone, who has gone on a murder screen. No, no, uh, no. No. Okay. Right. James Boone, who has gone on this murder spree, spree and then been straight murdered, okay. is attached to this book, The Vermis Mysterious. Silence is like, you can't, you gotta stop with that book. You cannot, you need to burn it or something. And the book falls, she's trying to get the book from him, but he's mm-hmm. coming at her with the knife, and that's, so they right. they kill him, and the book falls at her feet. We then, and I'm just going to do the uh, the second flashback here, All right. which is we will see a scene wherein Silence and Philip and Philip's brother are hanging from a tree. Philip and his brother are cut down. Silence, they try to cut down, cut her down, but she like resists. Yeah, and then she continues to die. Mm-hmm. She finishes dying. She's hung. We are, she's the only face we see, which I'm glad. Don't show mm-hmm. me a hanging child's face. That's terrible. Right. Um, she has hooded these children and hung them next to her. They cut, they are both cut down. I don't know. I know, we know Philip survives. I don't know if his brother does. Um, but silence resists and stays up there. And I, that is the one scene that I don't like in this episode. Not because I have a problem with the scene, but because what I know about hanging and where that that noose was on yeah. her and she wasn't she would not have done, she would not have done like the the way that it is staged okay. is just not very good here's, here's the thing a typical hanging harness has loops for both arms and you do this because you don't want pressure on, on the, the neck front. yes yeah and so that third loop is often just decorative and it never looks right it doesn't look right i mean if you've seen the, a hung body it yeah. bends at a very it bends at a weird angle, angle because typically well if you if you're falling hey everybody all right fun with hangman's nooses uh if you're if you're being hanged mm-hmm. if it is an execution style thing you are being dropped at, in such a way that you are not choking to death your neck is going to be right. broken that is what this is, she is ha- supposed to be strangling, but the way that it is, it just doesn't, it just doesn't look well, very Well, the only good. excuse you could make is that maybe she doesn't know what she's doing, being that she's not an actual hang person. Maybe, hang but... Hang person, because we want to make room for female hang For female hang Hang people. Uh, but my problem was just, the, I'm looking at this image that they left on the screen for a very long time mm, of this right. noose that basically looks like a headband at this point. I'm like, what? Uh, she's not... And I don't want the actress to be uncomfortable. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. But, like, this isn't it. If 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 this is as good as it gets, I right. don't need 15 seconds on it. Make it quick and bounce. Yeah. And that's that's just... And, and, and the thing is, like, a lot of the upsetting images in this have been very well done mm-hmm. and had the appropriate amount of time on here. Oh, well, maybe we should say this episode. This episode was directed by a new person, Rachel Lederman. Oh, the first lady, and I start fucking messing with the... she did. Why can't But she maybe it's an editing choice. Maybe it's an editing so choice. Supportive. I think it might be an editing okay. choice. And this one is written by 
the same people that wrote the first two and the showrunners for the show, Jason and Peter. They like flashbacks. Yes. So this one and the next one are both directed by Rachel Lederman. And, uh, but the next one's written by somebody else. It originally aired on September 26th of this year, 2021. Loa and Charles are having a conversation where Charles is like, you need to not talk to your uncle. He's not our uncle. I learned today that he's her first cousin once removed. Okay. He is her father's cousin, first cousin, once removed. That's one generation. And I made a joke in this week's show notes. It's real sweaty, but here it goes. Twice removed, once by a generation, once by death. Oh, that's very good. Dun, dun, dun. I, I approve. <laughs> so, um, and he's like, Loa, he can't offer you anything. All he can do is hurt you. And she goes, could it be any worse than this? And she gestures at her poor leg. And I'm like, I mean... It can be so much worse than that. And it is a bummer. And I can't be mad at this for a young lady in 1850. Well, it can be hard for to, a child to reconcile that. Yes. Yeah. But just, it's that constant being disabled is worse than death right. thing that we get in media, which is a fucking bummer. But, but I can see that she's as a, a child. Age. It's yeah. 1850. Yeah. I can't think that she thinks that she has any prospects for any type of real life. Right. Um, which is a shame because she's a beautiful young lady. She's a child still. And I feel like every, I said this when we were watching it, every episode it looks like yeah. Loa is getting younger. She might younger. actually be a vampire. She, like, the first episode I was like, oh, she's like 14. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I think she might be like eight. <laughs> she just was getting younger and younger. And I think Obviously, she's not getting younger. It's possible that they filmed it in a weird order, and she mm. did have some sort of growth thing. But my sense is, it may be a purposeful thing, showing her fragility. Mm-hmm. She's getting more and more fragile. Okay. Up until the end of this episode. Dun, dun, dun. We'll, we'll get there. All right. So, at the end of last episode, we had the cult from Jerusalem slot come and say, you need to come talk to our mate, our, our maker, our prophet, Jacob. He's in Jerusalem slot. You need to come to him. Also, yoink, I'm going to kill this dude in front of you. But, so at, at first he's packing up the kids and I think he's going to bring these kids with him, but no, that is not what is happening. Um, he is giving them to Rebecca. That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. To take care of while he and Abel go to Jerusalem's lot together. Now, we have a very surly Loa. She, A, wants to know what Stephen can offer her. But she also doesn't like the way that Dad looks at Rebecca. It's obvious that there are feelings there. I don't know how... I'm really curious about the next episode and see how that continues. Oh, I don't know that after the end of this episode it's going to but I, we'll see we'll mm-hmm. see um i don't yeah and i also don't know how much of it is genuine feeling for this person mm-hmm. versus feeling for the only person in this town 
giving you a modicum of respect and help. Well, other than able, like gratitude too. Right, that's what. Yes, no one to depend on. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering how much of it is like genuine attraction, and how much of it is just I need to cling to this human being because this is the only human being I can cling to. Uh, as his, as he is unfucking raveling, and mm-hmm. he knows it, right? right? And he's also got to be like, well, she's a woman, so she could definitely care for my kids, which right. is fucked well, up. He's but... putting them, he's putting the children in her care when he's off to do dangerous things. Like he's anticipating, if I don't come back, if I don't come back, right? This person's in charge of my kids, right? And he, at one point, when he puts the kids into a wagon, yeah. And he's going to leave. He gives her this sort of gentle squeeze in the arm. Yes. Which, in that period of time, is tantamount to they might have right. She might. He might as well have just gotten on his knees in front of her. Yeah, it was really. It it was was very like oh, that that says a world right there. And we do see later at the boarding house Mm -hmm. that she has taken the kids to. They they have a room, and Loa is like, do you know, Dad likes her. Mm And they're and Honor's like we all like her, and they're like enough to call. And Loa's like enough to call her mom because Loa is right. middle child. Loa is surly, surly, surly Loa. <laughs> so, um, and they're like, well, that's ridiculous or whatever. And then we find out that Loa has found Rebecca's writings. Rebecca's writings indicate that she believes all of them to mm. be mad. Yes, <laughs> which. Uh, it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Well, it does paint them in this very kind of Paul uh, of the House of Usher light. Yes. Um, which I'm sure is which what is, Stephen King is, is trying to, or what he's referencing a lot of right, the time. Right, for sure. So we see Charles riding to Abel, or riding with Abel. Mm-hmm. At one point I was like, they're going so slow on these horses. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. It was exposition. You said it was exposition speed right. so that they could have a conversation. Right. So Abel is taking him because Charles doesn't know this land, doesn't mm-hmm. know this area. So um, they're going and Charles is trying to like ex- explain and they get sort of to the edge of town and, and Abel is like, this is as far as I've ever gone. This is what, cause he had brought them lumber right. from the mill to build some, Houses or crosses or well, I think something. He was helping to effectively build up the town. When we actually see the town, it's like a shanty town. Yes, almost. the it's town has been since silence. Oh well, since James died mm-hmm. in the church, the the town has effectively been for oh, seventy years right. abandoned. Um, we do find out that James founded the town. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we'll get there in just a second. Sure. So yes, there's no, there's nothing, there's no full structure that I could see there. There's Everything is sort of piecemeal or lean to, lean to, yeah. Just weird. There are a lot of people and children, all in things that I wouldn't call full clothes. Yeah, there. It when we first come into the town, and it's very effectively done. It reminded me in some ways of, and I'll tell you why in a second, the scene in The Shining where um, Wendy Torrance is wandering around the hotel watching different scenes of strange abominations and can't put things together because there's these things that are 
suggestive of something weird going on. Yeah. And you can't make out why it looks weird. There's a boy who appears to be wearing woman's grave clothes or maybe a straight jacket. I couldn't make out what he was wearing. There's uh, people in lean-tos. There appears to be some sort of, and I will reach out to our viewers, something weirdly sexual going on on the roof of one of the houses, half-constructed houses. And Yeah, you had said that, and I didn't see it. So It was very quick, and you're like, wait, what's that? And it reminded me of that moment when you see the yeah. man in the suit and the man in the dog suit in The Shining, and you're like, I don't know what she just interrupted, but it wasn't good. Oh, yeah, it was, no. Well, it wasn't no. good for us. No. But um, he sees a nightgown woman there. Yes. Two. Apple lady. Apple. We call her apple lady. Yes. Because all of these people are in nightgowns. Are they are the equivalent? That's true. It's like they're sort of in their underwear all the time. Yeah. Um, and so he, he has sent Abel home. He's like, don't come any further. And, and Abel doesn't want to leave, but he's like, no, 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 this is my, I'm supposed to be here. Not you mm-hmm. go. And we're seeing all of this weird stuff. And it is still looks like late afternoon. It's mm-hmm. not dark right. yet. And, uh, he does come upon Apple lady. Who's like, mm, good. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you got to wait till dark. And so Charles waits till dark. Now. The proper response is, hell no. I know, right. I'll be back tomorrow at light. Yeah, but it won't matter because Jacob only comes out at night. So back in the town, though, the doctor now has found the bites on the constable's wife, Mary's Mary's neck. And he's like, it's not people. I believe it was a bite because there's no bruising. Right. But it's not a people bite. So, right. you know, they're selling you a bill of goods. And he's like, I can't believe I didn't see this before. And the constable's like, well, you weren't meant to, which is true. Correct. Mm-hmm. But also going forward now, if you have somebody who is afflicted, then now you know to look for this right. thing. We also have a scene in the church between the pastor, Pastor Burroughs, and his wife, Alice. Uh, wherein Alice just straight up fucking looks at her husband and is like, you make that baby? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like, ooh, good for him for being honest. Right. In a church as a pastor, good for you. And Is I was it... like, maybe he will leave with faith. Right. I still don't well, think that's going to happen. he seems to be. He seems to be getting, right. fixing, fixing to go. I don't um, think he's going to make it, but he, he seems to be. Because, well, right. well, my concern a little bit is also, Mary is like, as appalling as that thing is, if it was ours, I could love it. Right. Which makes me think that she's going to go... And steal the baby? And steal this baby and kill Faith. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... She has had gone through a lot of loss, and I don't know. I don't know what she is capable of. I just was just like, ah, I'm glad that you told her the truth, but also I don't know what she's going to do. I don't trust her. And then we also go back... And then we go back to the constable who has locked Mary in the jail cell, um which is the downstairs from where they live, uh-huh. uh, to keep her safe from being bitten by anything else. And right. he uh, intrudes on her, feeding off of Philip through the bars. Uh, she is not safe. This isn't good. She's not safe. And uh, Philip says, she's mine now, and uh, then runs away, I think. Right? Is that yeah, what she does. Well, there's... Uh, there's... There's she a, does. She's a, still locked in there. <sighs> a physical fight between the constable and Philip. Yeah, I don't remember. And so. he is 
they're they're struggling. He climbs on top of him. He's about to bite him, and all that Philip knows is that he has his gun and he has his crucifix. No, all that the constable. Excuse knows. me, what the yeah. constable knows, yeah. and he jams the crucifix into Philip's neck, oh, which begins to that's burn, right. and he escapes. But that references an earlier scene because we're taking it by. Right now, he seems to be doing story arcs. Well, well, no, because all of that happens, and then we go back to, J- and then Jacob appears. All that stuff yeah, happens, but and then the, Jacob the, appears. The minister speaking to Alice. Okay. Oh, then he does speak to to Faith as well, doesn't he? Right, he does. He does and go that's back. the part that was confusing about. Because, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So that's right. So then the minister, after the minister tells the truth to his wife, he goes. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the boarding house, which is now where Faith is staying, or which is mm-hmm. where Faith is staying. She's, I guess, upstairs in the n- next room from the the girls, or the the kids, Charles Boone's kids. Mm-hmm. And he goes and speaks to her, and it's like, so I definitely called my wife about you and the baby today. And she's like, well, you told the truth, so now I'm going to tell you the truth. You know that I wasn't innocent. Here's how not innocent I was. These I was, marks are not the pox. I was a prostitute. Uh, yeah, and then the marks on my body are um, where I was a blood bag for a vampire. He doesn't, they don't say the word vampire. They're not going to say the word vampire in this, I don't think. Um, but I did offer my body as a blood sacrifice to something. I like someone. That. That's what her thing is. And uh, we got to go. Mm-hmm. We got to leave leave right because they now want you and this baby so like we have to go and he's like yeah but i i have to tell the congregation Mm -hmm. about my sins because they tell me theirs and so i have to tell them mine and she's like cool 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 we need to fucking go she does not believe in the christian god no she's like um well she does, it's not that she doesn't believe in the Christian God. Uh-huh. She doesn't believe that the Christian God is all there is. Well, she mentions that one of her... Uh, and I guess she met him as as a prostitute, Jacob. Yes. And she says that he... Um, yeah, one of, her, right. one of her clients or one of her customers right. was this Jacob. That's and she, he scared her. And mm-hmm. then what else does she? Does she do? Well, she says that he's part of a religion that's older than Jesus or Satan. Um, that it's uh, it's apparently worshiping the great devouring worm that lived in darkness before the world was before born. the world. And that was the thing before there was light, right? Uh-huh. So the Bible starts with and God said, "Let there be light." Right. So before that, there was mm-hmm. darkness, and the worm lived in the darkness. Lived in the darkness. And hasn't gone anywhere. Right. And the, the, she seems to carry it on with the conviction of somebody who believes it herself. Like, she was one of the cultists. Well, I think what she wants him to understand is, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't come from the great worm, mm-hmm. some strong, powerful force... Some evil. ...is legitimate in Jacob and his followers. Mm-hmm. It's not just... It's not a group of deluded people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and now let's go back to Charles in the town. Meanwhile... Which we should say, there uh-huh. are images of upside-down crosses all over this town. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big upside-down cross in the church where he meets, where Charles meets Jacob. Right. 
And this is where we work a little like confused because Jacob comes in, he's clearly a fucking vampire. Yes. He had he is uh very old. Very vampirish. And has big big and stringy white hair. That's right. I said both of those things and they're both true. And he says there's a very powerful book. The issue as far as I can understand is that okay. Uh let's see if I can get it. Uh the book itself, Divermis Mysterious, is the book of Jacob's God. Yes. Which was stolen and disappeared. Okay. Charles' great grandfather James Boone, yeah. who founded Jerusalem's lot, unearthed this missing text. Okay. Found James it. got greedy and believed that he could harness he wrote the dark his Bible's name. Power. That's right. He wrote his name in blood in, in the blood book. In the pages, in arrogance, and that means that every boon after him is cursed. Is cursed. So that is mm-hmm. okay. So we've been talking a lot about the hereditary nature of anxiety and phobias, which is bullshit. But a curse is totally legit, and I'm on board. So the reason that this worm delusion haunts the boons is not genetic it is a blood curse Mm -hmm. which is genetic in a different way a different type of genetic so that's right so he goes mad silence silence goes mad i it's weird to say that as a name that is her name silence goes mad uh philip and stephen found jacob and said hey make us like you and we will bring you your book right they want to be eternal that was that was their sort of price for the book. But then they said, oh, but we don't... He he did that. And then they said, oh, we can't find the book. When I'm like, well, there's a matter of payment versus payment and who gets paid first. Because <laughs> uh, the Boons uh, apparently... Apparently, all those assholes at Preacher's Corners were absolutely 100% correct about mm. how the fact that the Boons are a plague on this town. Right. Um, and... So now we have Jacob going, you and all of your offspring will also go mad uh, unless you bring me the book. And if you bring me the book, I will lift this curse and you and your children will be free to live your lives. And Charles is like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm like, Charles... He's going to fuck you, so I'm going to need you to get on board, at which point Jacob proves that I was, in fact, right, and his followers bring in a young woman named Rose, who I do not recall, and also Abel. Oh, no, Abel. I just want Abel to make it all the way through. He does make it through this episode, everybody. Everybody remain calm. Mm-hmm. Abel makes at it through this episode. At least for the time being. So he's halfway through. The mm-hmm. black man has made it halfway through a horror story. Which is better than I was expecting. Yes. So. Uh, they do feed on her, and then Charles uh, goes ahead and um, acquiesces and says, I will find the book, I will bring it to you. Because here's the deal with the book. Mm. The book calls to the blood of living boons. Blood calls blood, right? Right. Well, Stephen and Philip aren't blood anymore, so they can't, or aren't alive anymore, so they cannot feel the call right. of this book. This is a... So it falls to mm. either Charles or his children, which I think it's probably going to end up with his children. is a scheme yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. to get him there yeah. so that he can be the person looking for the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, he's already affected by the strange boon curse. Yes. 
So there's a limited amount of time to get done what he needs to get done. But he says, yes, 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 I will do that. I will, fine, 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 let him go, let him go, and mm-hmm. we will, and I will, um, I will get you this, this book. Does he let Abel go? I don't think he does. I think he's holding him hostage. But it's unclear to me. Because the next time we see Charles, he's by himself. Right. Uh, but before that happens, so that that's what happens at Jerusalem's lot. Jacob basically is like, you're going to bring me this book or I'm going to kill everybody. And Charles is like, oh, fine, fine. Uh, then back at the boarding house, Loa has said, look, these are Rebecca's writings. Mm-hmm. And then Loa pieces out. We don't know where she goes. We know where she goes. Uh, so then there's a scene where Rebecca goes to check on the children. And Honor is like, uh, we read your book. And she's like, ooh, that's she supposed to be fiction. kind of moonwalk out of it. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And uh, they're like, it doesn't read as fiction. And she's like, okay, 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 right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I am very sorry that this is upsetting to you. But also, we need to go find Loa. I think she went back to chapel. Wait, mm-hmm. we got to go get her because Stephen is going to do something to her. Um, and of course, then we see Loa at Chapel White, uh, coming upon Stephen, who's playing the violin taught to him by his father, who we had seen practicing in the previous episode. And he's like, I miss my daughter. And Loa's like, that must suck. And then we, <laughs> we don't see anything. Mm-hmm. We see the kids storming in Rebecca saying, wait, 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 hold on. And then she goes in front of them, but there's nobody there. Right. Loa and Stephen have disappeared from Chapel Way. We don't know where they are. And then we see uh, Charles, our Adrian Brody, our hero, coming back on his horse down the same road, it feels like, that the apple girl was on earlier. Right. Clomp, 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 clomp. Oh, no, what is that pile in the middle of the road? Oh, no, clomp, 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 gets off his horse. <gasps> it's Loa, and she is apparently, apparently deceased. Yeah. In the middle of the road, it is dawn breaking. It, the light was real weird, so I think it, you mm-hmm. said it was gloaming. I think it's coming up on dawn, and he is clutching his baby daughter mm-hmm. to him and crying. And that is how the episode ends, right? That yes. is how the episode ends. So I don't know if Loa's. Coming back in some form or another. Is she mostly dead she or just was dead? Probably killed by a vampire. Mm-hmm. So it is possible she will resurrect. I don't know. We may find out next time. Uh, we will be watching the episode, uh, episode six next week, and episode six is entitled The Vermis Mysterious. No, it's, I lied. The episode six is called The Offer. I thought episode six was the, the book one, but no. Episode six is called The Offer. So that is what we are watching next week. Uh, what do you think? Is Loa dead dead or I only think that mostly Loa dead? Loa is going to be the way in which they control um, Mr. Boone. I think it's another calculated effort on the behalf of I, his cousin. And do his. you think that, well, what does his cousin want? Well, his cousin wanted a daughter. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to steal her hit for think, himself. Though, that their whole um, 
in the beginning, they really wanted the book so they could become immortal. And now if they are. there's more that can be done with the book, given their present condition, then I think they probably want that too. They're just mm. horribly greedy. Yeah, That's, but I, I mean, don't know what they would even, what that would even be. And it hasn't told us anything about that. About what the, the book What is. the book could do for them at this mm. stage. Uh, Jacob wants to bring the worm back into our reality, fucking Cthulhu style, mm. like raise the ancient one. Y'all don't raise the ancient one ever, ever. No. Um, Let them be. But I don't know what Stephen's endgame is. I thought he legitimately was like, I could, I got to Marcella too late. I could not bring her back. Right. I can kill you and bring you back, and then I'll have a daughter again, which is. Yeah, Not how really that good. works, because she's a different person. Mm -hmm. And if all you need is a young lady in your life, ooh, that makes me nervous. Yeah, we don't know who's responsible for her death, if indeed she is dead. If, right, we don't. We know that the last person she was with was Stephen, though. Mm -hmm. They were talking. So he's a person of interest. And he was saying, I or miss my daughter. Uh, yeah, well, still a person. Mm -hmm. I mean, we give corpses more rights than we give pregnant women in this country. Is a person a person if they're dead? A person's a person no matter how small. Okay. But yes, uh, corpses have bodily autonomy. You can't take, um, you know, organs from a corpse if they have not, did not in life give you the permission to do that. Mm. Even if it's the only thing that could save a life. That's interesting. That's like sort of a modern development, if I imagine. Uh, not as modern as you would think. Um, yeah, so, and I think that because Charles was by himself on that road home, mm -hmm. it feels to me like they're holding on to Abel as, um, right. collateral. I, I, that was not made clear either, and I think that was done intentionally. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the sort of suspense of the story, I guess. Yeah. So, we're not sure what's up with Abel, we're not sure what's up with Loa. Uh, Honor and Tane are pissed at Rebecca, but you know, working with her still. It's not like they have a choice. But Rebecca's been found the fuck out. So we're yeah. going to have to deal with that soon. Although now I don't even know how, if they even bring it. I mean, he's going to bring her body back to them. And I don't know if she's going to, their, their response is going to be like, Rebecca's writing about us. Like, I just don't, mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to fall through the cracks. I don't know. Um, we do have uh, presumably a very awkward uh, sermon coming. And possibly yeah. Alice going after mm -hmm. Faith and trying to take this baby. I think it would be wisest for him to get Faith out of town with the baby before he gives this sermon. Um, yeah. And maybe having a getaway buggy. Or because really realistically, yeah, she is going to be the target of ire because mm -hmm. the women always are. I, don't, I think also that there's a, a legitimate... The minister might be actually questioning his choice at this point. Um, because there was so much that she was withholding from him. And she's... Yeah, well, maybe yeah. he just makes bad choices, because his current wife is not a great right. choice. I'm just... When you look at what he thought she was and what she turns out now that she's told him about, he can't hear her anymore. He handles the fact that she was a prostitute very well. He does not handle the fact that she enjoyed being sucked dry by... Uh, well, she enjoyed the pleasures of vampirism. Um, and I can't remember if he does call himself a vampire. Jacob does refer to himself as Nosferatu. Does he? Yeah. I don't remember hearing the word vampire, but mm -hmm. y'all, he's remember a if fucking he said vampire. It, 
Because he was uh, describing the titles that he's given in one of them is Nasrallah. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was a really good episode. But holy cow! Yeah, dead sad. kids, sad. dead kids everywhere. Dead kids everywhere. It's really yeah. sad. And I don't think it's going to get less sad. I think it's going to get more sad. Well, that's sads. why you hire Adrian Brody because he can look sad. He does have those eyebrows that just mm. look worried all of the time. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. Things are moving at a clip. We are halfway through at this mm. point. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. I, I, and I'm still unclear on some people's motives, which is interesting. Like, I hope it's either made explicitly clear how power hungry the boons were. Because power is like such a boring motive for me. Mm. Like, I understand it's a real motive. Like it's a billionaire's motive. It's right. a, it's a motive of, capitalists and and uh you know senators and and things like that but it feels like it's a very uninteresting motive generally to me like power for power's sake maybe because i've been uh powerless so much right. in my life that i'm just like but for what it's not though? something you can aspire to or imagine people aspiring to because you don't want it I don't know. It seems like a problem a, more than anything else. like us in Augustine's notion that uh, one of the things plaguing the human race is vis, do, vis dominandi, which is the will to dominate other people or dominate other things. Oh, yeah, that's not a thing and that I understand. it's like something that I don't understand because I yeah. don't feel the need for it. Right. It and maybe that's an that's mm. issue with me. I don't know. But, like... I'm hoping that there's some other motive that right. that Boone's yeah, have. Yeah, just because I don't understand doesn't mean it's not real for some people. Yeah, like, but. like, like the first, like James mm -hmm. putting his name in this book and wanting power. I get like that makes a certain amount of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Philip and Stephen, though, now they are presumably immortal and all powerful, or you know, relatively all powerful, mm -hmm. go anywhere and have anything. So what are we what are we doing here? What's going on well, here? Well, I think they were probably the pair that manipulate um, Charles to come back and they give, leave him the house. No, of course. So the thing is that but is that to get the book, and then if the so, why do they want the? I need he to know. The book I need to, to know what they You know what? They wanted the book enough to you know. Well, James did. Right. I'm talking. Well, we're talking about two. Other people, but it might be they have the same motivation. They have been trying to raise, and and I can see if power is the motivation, that would make sense. Being that they took over the entire town and did what but, they pleased. But what else do? Okay, but I'm saying they mm -hmm. are immortal beings with seeming infinite power at this point. So what the fuck else do you want? Like that's where I'm at. I'm just like, what is your? You just want it so that he Jacob doesn't have it. Possibly. Like I don't, or, I just, I don't get it. So I, I just a, need more clarification a on buyer's remorse about immortality. I mean, yeah, because reality of that shit sucks, right? Um, well, in the form of immortality, they have it. It pretty much sucks. I mean, literally, you're just down, you know, decaying forever. Suck, 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 suck. Right. Yeah, Jacob looks like garbage. Um, so, and, and the other thing that we do understand is all of those people, all of his followers mm -hmm. are just, they're Capri Suns. Yeah. They are not full vampires. They are just feeding Which is ridiculous. Him. 
And the point again that I want to stress that presumably to me, with the goal of becoming a vampire right. at the end of that or whatever, but when they're what what yes. once they've ripened or I don't I don't even know I don't know I don't know how okay, do you now decide? You're making things happen. Well, no, I'm I'm saying how do you decide when you turn somebody? I, I'm hoping that there's some sort of explanation to it. Okay, I, I really want because I've, I've presumed like yeah. like um. So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for Midnight Mass, right? Mm -hmm. In that, it is a vampire story, and when the vampire turns you, you go to your ideal self, whatever that was. Um, Or, I guess, will be. I guess you could age up into it. Um, So, there are children in this camp. There are adults in this camp. There are a lot of them. Presumably only serving Jacob. We don't, we haven't seen another vampire other than the Boons who are not partaking of the group of Jerusalem plot. Mm. So he's got this cadre of at least 30, but probably significantly more humans that are feeding him regularly. That's a lot. So their motivation is what Faith described. Which is that there's some sort of indescribable pleasure out of having the blood drawn. It's just that. It's just the pleasure. It could be that they're doing that, and there's some sort of promise associated that some of them will become immortal. Okay. I think. Um, But yes, uh, everyone's motivation is a A a cult is a cult, though, man. Old man just giving indescribable pleasure to young ladies and gentlemen. Well, I (laughs) I don't know. You've seen the world they live in. Yeah, no, There's I know. Not it's much in the way of pleasure at all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. But I just, I, I'd like a little more motivation from Would people. I love to but live deliciously. No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. I will eat some butter though, uh, but not the way Stephanie does. Buy yourself on a plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just want a little bit more motivation, and I'll probably be fine if I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um. But power or just because isn't right. going to really make me feel very satisfied. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. So um, so that's it. So next time, the offer. What do you think the offer is going to be? Do you think he's going to maybe take Loa? I think he's going to get the book. He's well, going the, to find the, the book. The book is the title of the seventh episode. Right. But I mean, if he has the book, then he can make a deal for it, yeah. possibly for But Loa. I'm wondering if he wants, if he's going to want them to resurrect Loa if she is dead. Mm. Y'all don't. It's a pet, pet cemetery moment. Not worth it. Mm. Yeah. Not worth it. If she came back still with Ricketts. That would be horrible. I mean... She would be pissed. She would come back without it, ideally. But uh, there's no way of telling. The thing about a, a horror or a sort of... And this is horror, dark fantasy, that kind of thing. Is it really has to lay out the rules ahead of time as terms of what you can expect. Yeah. And um and so you have to know what goes. We saw another film recently, which I convinced you and our other roommate to watch the first Hammer Dracula film. Yep, yep, yep. And there there's a scene where and it's done well, the exposition where Peter Cushing is dictating as Van Helsing into a dictaphone and giving all the rules about vampirism. Yep, yep, yep. So that, that they you, know of, yeah. Right, so that far. they know of, so that you're now yeah. prepared for it. Yeah. 
But it was doing because, because realistically, right. yes, a vampire depends on who's writing it. Right, but what their rules I thought are. that was a clever way of doing it, going, yeah. okay, here we go. It's not boring. It's not like he's, you know, lecturing somebody. He's actually lecturing himself. He's lecturing and, himself, yeah. And uh, and there's a whole cute bit with the, uh, the like, a valet, or the person who's at his hotel, perhaps. It's like, I thought I heard you talking to somebody while I was talking to myself. And it creates sort of a nice scene that shows how maniacal he is. Like, I'm literally lecturing myself. Um... But I haven't gotten that kind of explanation even here. I think I'm a little bit further along in understanding exactly how this world is supposed to work, but I'm still sort of confused. I don't have it all and have all the pieces I need. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I just I need a few more pieces, which is fine. We're only halfway mm, through, right? So I don't want all the pieces already, or else what's the point of? The second half well, of the we'll story. Lucy's story, where we know yeah, absolutely exactly. everything that's going to happen from day from episode one. Exactly. So that's the episode. Um, do you have anything you'd like to recommend this week? I mean, no. Here's the thing, y'all. It mm-hmm. has not been very long since we last recorded. Um, I would say uh, I have started watching The Wheel of Time. I am enjoying it. I have no context. I am. Living outside of context for this. I have not read the books. I do not know anything about them. I do look forward to, well, now it's going to be last weekend, but the co- the coming weekend for me mm-hmm. uh, in the current present. Hi, everybody. We're time travelers. Uh, talking to the friend that I visit regularly about his um, mm. impressions of it. And I've got some questions. <laughs> some, I'm like, Tell me, explain some things to me because he has read all of the books. Right. Um, if you like fantasy, though, I mean, so far so good. I think Rosamund Pike's so good. Yeah, I really like good. Daniel Henney as an actor. He's good. So I like a I, character I thought straight up died I, didn't. So that's cool. I really like <sighs> Rosamund Pike. I saw her in period pieces back mm-hmm. in the day, and so it was really great to see her. Yeah, and I can't watch everything she's in because she did that. That movie oh, on Netflix yes. that I'm that I care a lot and I'm just really like that's not for me. But she's really good at playing a bitch. That kind of character. <laughs> she's really good at playing um, someone who appears completely dispassionate. Mm-hmm. I would argue that that is what her character in this is. Right. I don't think she is dispassionate. I think she has to largely appear dispassionate. Right. Um, and she plays that really well because you can see her being dispassionate. Well, fighting to be dispassionate, if that yeah. makes sense, which is, I think, fucking hard to do. It's and she's kind of like two layers of acting. Yes. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you also have to make it obvious to the watcher, but not the person that you're acting across from. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to, you know what I mean? Like, right. so, uh, so I'm I'm liking it so far. But I, like I said, I'm coming into it contextless. So, you know. Mm. opinions may vary okay. and also I've only seen the first three episodes because that's all that's out so far what about you anything um, I actually saw something that you suggested to me I did you did what did I uh, do tick tick boom I watched it with you which is the direct well I you didn't... were really watching it I was yes. uh, but I was sort uh, of you know I did story. like that I, mm. I, I I don't mean to say that I didn't like why I didn't see. the directorial 
directorial debut of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda, yes. And it's the story of Jonathan Larson. Yes. And um, his attempting to sort of break into the business uh, yeah. by writing a musical that nobody wants to produce. Yeah. And uh, and then going on to, on a side note, write a musical that wound up giving him all sorts of awards and accolades. Yeah, which you don't know anything. And this is the midpoint. This mm-hmm. is, the, it's so meta. Like, the mm-hmm. movie Tick, Tick, Boom, as we were watching it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was my big problem with, I didn't have a problem with it. I enjoyed the watch of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, Tick Tick Boom is a one was a one person play, like mm-hmm. a one man show right. for Jonathan Larson to perform. Talking about the failure of his the eight years he spent pouring into yes. this other play. And we're watching it fifteen years removed, knowing that after Tick Tick Boom comes out, after it's finished and as he's as he's performing that, right. he is actively writing Rent, right. which does, in fact, earn him three Tonys and a Pulitzer, posthumously, because he didn't even get to see Rent premiere on Broadway. It's, it's a, I, I think what I first appreciated about it is that as a writer, yeah. I can totally understand becoming so fixated on something that you're not willing to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because he's getting recognition from the top name in the industry. Uh, yeah. The absolute top yes. name in the industry. Yes. Stephen Sondheim yeah. is telling him how good his music is. On the basis of that, he keeps trying to work this project in the ground, and the concept is great and whatever. They just he can't find a backer. And so he keeps getting accolades for what he's doing, and he thinks it's the right direction to go right. in. Right. So he's like, well, all right. these accolades mean that it's going to be produced. But then they do the thing, and it is, and and the response is, can't wait to see what he does next, and right. that is crushing. Well, and, and this is, I think, what doesn't work. In it. I mean, it's it's no surprise to anybody who knows his life story, I suppose. But what um, the issue is is that he's very much ahead of his time. Yes, he's writing uh, science fiction. Yes, as a musical theater for Broadway. And his rationale, of course, there's been musicals about singing trains and and uh, yeah. phantoms and whatever yeah. else and cats. There why, should why be, wouldn't there be a why, future musical? Yeah, right. why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have a science fiction musical? Yeah. If and Andrew Lloyd Webber can make cats, why right. can't we put something in space? He's, yes. And he's right. Well, and the thing is with him, the three pieces, right? Mm-hmm. His three pieces are this unproduced uh-huh. science fiction futuristic musical. Right. The thing that we watched, which is a meta mm-hmm. one man show, and then Rent, which is basically the first contemporary musical. Right. It doesn't take place in the past. It doesn't take place in a very specific um historical location. Mm-hmm. It takes place in New York City with artists. Like, it is it is the epitome of write what you know. Lynn, I think, directed this because when he saw Rent, he realized he could write in the Heights. And 
that is what he did. He could write about the people in his neighborhood. Yeah, that's the kind people of in your neighborhood. What, what's kind of what, what's really tragic is the fact that he never got to live to see his success. Yes, and that's he, he did not. I thought he died of AIDS. He did not. He died no. of an aortic aneurysm. What's really miserable is the fact that he really didn't get to live very much. No, and because he was writing. He's writing obsessively, and to the extent to where he damages the really good relationship that he has. He did. He has a really good relationship with a very understanding woman. He damages that beyond all repair. He yep. damages the relationships with his friends, and with some of those friends, he's yeah. able to recover, some of them he's not. Yep. But it's, you would think with a person having that short a life, was it 35 or something? Yes, he was 35. Um, that he could have had some moment where he enjoyed himself, but he was... So stressed and broken yep. that he could not possibly do it. And it is thematic for Lynn because he. This is another mm -hmm. man who wrote like he was running out of time, right? Right, and died too young. And it reminded me in some ways of of uh, the Fellini film Eight and a Half, which is okay. one of the great Fellini movies about a film director who's just the opposite. Who's reached such a point of importance that he's being constantly hounded by the media and uh, the reviewers and things about the next film he's doing, which is a big science fiction fantasy, and then realizing that he has no idea how he's going to do this movie and he really doesn't want to. Oh, no. But he's yeah. so far committed and there's a gigantic, huge oh, set. Oh, what is that? Time. The um, the fallacy that, the, the fallacy that like, well, I've, I've come too far to turn back. Right. And so he, it's <laughs> like he's dealing with all his own personal demons, his own kind of philandering. Um, uh, his, and it's all of Fellini's preoccupations. His own philandering, his own uh, like need to be loved by the church. So there's okay. a priest who's constantly talking him into how can we work our religious themes in oh, this. Oh God! Okay. And he's approached by members of the Communist Party. And so it's to, meta in that he's putting meta. himself into he's it. He's playing as well, himself right? as a character in the film, and it felt very much like this one. Right. Be also because of the science fiction theme. Yeah. Like, you can do anything with science and fiction, was, right? <laughs> I was also. Mm -hmm. intoxicated when we were watching this and I literally was like, what is this? Like, when is this? What is this? I didn't know if we were going to see him writing some of the songs for mm -hmm. Rent because what's in this, there are right. songs from the previous musical that was never produced in this thing. Yeah. But nothing from Rent. It doesn't go that far. It does hear, there are some um, instances of you need to like, write what you know, like, write, mm -hmm. which he does do. That is what Rent is, right? Um, I was like, are we going to get a strain of Seasons of Love? No, we're not going to do that. We're no. not going to, you know what I mean? Uh, but I expected it there at any moment. Moments when I told dun, 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 you. <laughs> I was just like, wait for it. It was like, um, it was like watching Shakespeare in Love. Yes. Or the moderns, where you're watching, oh, these are the people who form the story that becomes the story. Yeah. And or something like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are uh, dead. This like uh, slant take on this theory. Yeah, where thing, everything where important like, is happening somewhere else somewhere in another else stage, there, yeah. and these two guys are just clueless. Um, but I, uh, yeah, it, it was really interesting, and I appreciate the fact yeah. that I got to see it because I and can, Andrew Garfield was oh he's very good, phenomenal. He's very in good. It. Um, I like him. I've always liked him, and yeah. I like his Spider-Man movies, I do too. Like his, I, I thought he was good as Spider-Man. I thought right. he made a great Peter the, Parker. The, he had, had a smirky had asshole. Really good choices. <laughs> the, the thing with Spider-Man is remembering that he has no confidence with the mask off 
and all the confidence in the world with a mask on, the yeah. point of being kind of a dick. A dick, yeah. Um, but he's funny, which is what you yeah. excuse him for, and because you know that once he takes that costume off, he's completely helpless. Yeah. You're sort of like, oh, not like Superman. And he Andrew pretends Garfield to be helpless, right? Has perfected yeah. his American accent. Yeah. Because he was struggling with it at various points, including uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. But right. he sounds fucking flawless in this they've thing. Had, they've had good luck with all the Spider-Mans, but especially Andrew Garfield. And Tom Holland also is very oh, well, good. Tom, I mean, yeah, because Tom Holland is the best. Right. And just sort of doing that kind of, oh, now I'm, you know, I'm now freaking Spider-Man. Uh, but uh, but anyhow, yes, I, I would recommend this one, especially okay. if, if you're really interested in the creative process. Yeah. Yes, I mean, good for creative process. Yeah, good if you just want something that's like narratively interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it's I think more it's complex really, than you'd guess really interesting first, narratively, yeah. and um, the music's pretty good. I prefer the music in Rent, but right. I'm a plebe. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I think it's just a matter of the the. I mean, to be he's also honest, ju- he's. I I would argue that whatever Lynn's next thing is right. is going to have better songs than his previous things right. although i like a lot of the songs in both in the mm-hmm. heights and in hamilton obviously you are a better writer the more you do it <laughs> and I mean, so the, inevitably the, it's just like the construct of his play i can understand why nobody bought it because andrew Lloyd Webber pulled off everything because before cats there was jesus christ superstar and Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and there was stuff, there was a track record. But to give this really weird concept a lot of money based on a guy who's never done anything, you know, and is so reluctant to produce anything that is not art. Yeah. And that's another thing that covers, it's like there's no covering, or the film covers, Yeah. there's no hiding his real driving obsession. Yeah, yes. There's a scene where he's arguing with his girlfriend, and it looks like they're coming to reconciliation, and you realize, oh no, he's thinking of how he can put this into a song. Yeah, and she, and she calls, calls him, on him on it. Yeah, she's like, and, "You are," because he taps, mm, he taps on her back when they're right. hugging, like a like a melody or like a yeah. like a drumline. And she's like, "Are you, yeah, right now, trying to turn our and, fight and maybe, into a fucking song?" And he one hundred percent was. That's the best thing is just realizing that maybe he didn't have to live real life because life wasn't real for him. Yeah. Life was a yeah. degree of drama, but anyhow, I yeah. mean, this is more than enough good. to say that it's interesting and complex enough to be worth your time. Yeah, and it's on Netflix. Tick, tick, boom, is on Netflix. Yes. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you have questions or comments or concerns or ideas for our next season, we're still soliciting. Uh, you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. You can... Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LatecomersPod or on Facebook by uh, searching Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. Until next week, I remind you, please take your medicine and we remind you, better late than never. never.